Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. Hey, in this how-to episode, we're going to talk about how to fight offensively spiritual warfare. And we have a guest today, Michelle Kirby. She is actually our Spirit Life Circle mentor from Alaska. Welcome, Michelle. Hello. Glad to be here. Good. Tell us a little bit about you and your ministry, if you would. Okay. Well, I am a native Floridian living in both Florida and in North Pole, Alaska. I am a retired middle and high school teacher, and I am a writer, an author. I published a couple of things and also uh, publish encouraging prophetic words through my blog. And our ministry is In All Things Ministries. You can find us online uh, by that name. And a lot of what my call is to pour out what the Lord gives me through my writing. Awesome. And we will put links to all of that at the end of our episode. So before we dive into this topic today, I wanted to share with you what Jesus had to say about it. And so when I asked him what he wanted us to know about offensive spiritual warfare, this is what he said. I am stirring up the gifts of my body right now. This is an important kingdom season. My kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want you to stand for what I stand for and march on your knees. Pray my prayers with authority that I have given you. I want you to pray offensively and not defensively because the one in you is greater than your adversary. When you know and act in the truth of that identity and power, you will not fear the enemy. He is no match for me. And when you know that you are in me and I'm with you and I am in you, then you know who I am and you know who you are enough to allow that truth to give you boldness and courage. Then the enemy will see me on you and tremble. He never messes with me. So never forget this positional authority that you have as my beloved child. So that's a great starting place for us, eh, Michelle? Amen. <laughs> Do you have any comments on it before we jump in? Well, just just confirming some of the words that were in that word. The Lord has also given me such a stand and boldness and even sharing the operating in the gifts mm. as a weapon of offensive warfare. So just yep. spot on. Awesome. Uh, terrific. Okay. So he speaks about the authority that we have in Christ to do these things. How does it make a difference to pray when you understand that authority? And what can you share with us about what that means? Well, first of all, our authority in prayer comes from understanding who he is and his power and, and really deepening that inside. Then on the other side of that is I have to understand who I am in Christ. You know, for example, to ask, why did he create me and for what purpose? And so then I need to come into full agreement with the Lord and rid myself of things and areas of my life where I may not be in agreement with him and purge anything that is not of him. And from there, you know, making those spiritual adjustments, we can more clearly hear from him and, and, and hear more about the authority to pray. But, you know, both of these come 
for me from experiences with God in his word yeah. and spending time with him in prayer. Mm-hmm. And many times he has, you know, described this to me, like in the Old Testament, when they talk about coming in and going out, coming yeah. in part is to worship him. Okay. Mm-hmm. I actually published a word about that, but as far as the coming in, I, there are many scriptures in the Old Testament where, for example, when Moses told the Lord, Lord, I can no longer come in and go out. David, there was many times mentioned coming in and going out when they were in warfare, they were going out in their warfare, but coming in when, when they came in, they went into the presence of the Lord and worshiped him. Mm. So it's not all about that offensive. Right. The coming in strengthens you for the battle. Exactly. Exactly. That's, That's the point you're trying to make. Yeah. You cannot fight apart from the coming in. And the, and the going out, what I think I understand about offensive instead of defensive is that when you think defensively, which you're still defending yourself, but you're defending yourself in an offensive way. In other words, I'm not feeling like the underdog in this kind of, in this uh, battle. I am not right. the underdog. I am the one who has the power and authority to win this battle. And that's a different heart posture. It's a very different heart posture than most people approach spiritual warfare. They are all about defending themselves as though the enemy is bigger than God. And that is not a biblical truth about who you are or who God is, is it? Not at all. Because when when Jesus says that he gives us the power to tread upon serpents and to heal the sick, raise the dead, Jesus is the very one that taught us how to pray. But I have to plant myself firmly in him coming in in my worship and building my faith in him in scripture and prayer time so that I can go out more boldly and help equip others. And it always blesses me to be a part of that. That's awesome. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that verse because I have two verses here. Luke 10, 19 says, behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing can hurt you. That is the heart posture you want to understand that you can only get by understanding the word and being in God's presence and being strengthened by his presence. And then the next verse is John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. That is the releasing part. So you got it so that you can release it, you know? Yeah. As you were saying that, it just, it felt like it's just like breathing. We're breathing in God through our worship and breathing out as we go out and do what he asks us to do. It's just, uh, it's so magnificent how he will magnify scripture in a situation for me. And I know then that I'm on the right path because he has planted that in my heart and it's up to me to grow it. Yeah, and that's great segue, really, because the next thing I want us to shift to is how. How do we do that? And you've already started with the scripture weapon, but you also mentioned the praise weapon. So why don't we talk about first the strategies for prayer and then what some of the weapons are? Oh, I love talking about this. <laughs> um, it starts simply, you know, I just ask him and it started for me, you know, in Matthew 7, 7, the Lord says, ask 
and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And there were many years that I did not do that and did not understand what all of that meant as a young person and growing in a different way and, and living my life a different way. But when I first began to hear God's voice, I was amazed and I'd write down the words and just try to figure it out later. Grew to understand how to dialogue with him as a part of my prayer. And when you're asking what to pray, I began to just ask the Lord, well, what do I need to pray in this situation? Mm-hmm. And the Lord will give me a specific word. Uh, one time, for example, my children were having a hard time. And I said, Lord, what do I pray for them? And he said, pray a blanket of peace. And I think about, and of course, it took me to a word study of blanket uh, and began to understand the calming. Of, you know, I know the natural calming effects of the blanket, but the scriptural connotations of that. And it was exactly what was needed at the time. And likewise, as far as praying for other weapons, I've received many, actually. I know that Ephesians 6 mentions the armor of God. And I have been in a two-year coming in and going out with the Lord with the, the armor of God. And the going out is applying it and trying to equip and encourage others, which I'm uh, releasing a, an armor of God journal within the next month. But as as I go along with that, it just never feels done because the Lord gives me a new weapon like worship. I woke up twice this past week with a new song in my spirit. Three o'clock in the morning, can't go to sleep. So I go to the piano and get the song corded out. Another weapon the Lord's given me is just when someone's in pain or in trauma to administer the bread of life. To just to speak the bread of life over someone as a protective as well as an assault weapon. And one of the most powerful ones the Lord has given me in the past year is uh, to plead the blood of Jesus. And he specifically used the term, the red ribbons of worship. And as I was meditating on the sword of the spirit, he presented these red ribbons before me in a sword. And there was some personal ministry of four areas of my life that he wanted to cleanse me because I can't go on offense until he cleanses me from things that I'm still holding on to. But he specifically assigned me to take this worship flag and I was led to purchase a red worship flag. Didn't know anything about worship flags, n- nothing about any color symbolism. I don't know how to wave a worship flag. All I know is he said red ribbons of worship and to plead the blood of Jesus in all circumstances, which I do. <laughs> so those are a few of the weapons. And it's exciting to go in fellowship with the Lord and receive whatever strategy he wants to release. You know what? And I'm going to pick up and add a couple to yours about some that he's given me. So actually probably two months now, I've been having communion every day. And the Lord revealed to me, actually, it was just a journal assignment at our Spirit Life Circle where I said, hey, we're going to have communion, but I want Jesus to lead it. Lead, let him lead the communion service. So when he led the mm. communion service, he asked me, why do you think we call this communion? And I said, uh, gosh, Lord, I don't think I've ever thought of that. And he said, because people remember all the time my suffering, but what I really want them to understand is that, yes, be grateful for the suffering, but more importantly, understand that this is the bread of life and that it is, it's about what I bought for you. It's about the new wineskin and the power that you have. The blood represents the power that you have. And when you ask Jesus to lead the communion service, you have opened a portal directly to heaven. You're agreeing with what he (laughs) wants, 
you to pray and you're applying the blood to it. It's so powerful now, Michelle. I only have him lead the service each day. And Uh what he wants to pray for is so different than I would have done. And the one thing he said is that it, it really does grieve him that people mostly miss the point when they do communion because they don't understand that it's an intercessory prayer opportunity to apply the blood. Nothing can go against the blood of Jesus. So I wanted to add that one. I also wanted to add the practicing of asking for angels for assistance as an actual weapon. We just don't think about it very often. I do have an episode on that, and I'll link that one below this one. But we don't think to actually ask the Lord for angelic assistance when we're praying enough. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. But those are two. And then one more is just to, and this is something you can't do apart from what you are already saying about abiding in Christ and and being in the word and truly knowing the identity that he is. But you need to be able to respond his way to every circumstance. You need to understand how he's responding, which means you're going to respond in a love spirit, even when somebody's coming at you in a dark spirit. We aren't going to do that in the natural. So that's a way to offensively war in the spirit as well it's it, these are all specific practical methods aren't they oh absolutely i just have had a personal journey with that of what you're talking about love in the spirit because there are some things that just seem so obvious and, and it can be frustrating to see other people walking through a situation and you're just like oh i just wish you would listen i wish you would hear you know and even jesus expressed those frustrations sometimes but to do it in his will and his way in his timing so it just doesn't bounce off that person yeah. it's one thing to have head knowledge a lot of people the scriptures even say even the demons know jesus and they quote and you know even in cults and things they study scripture and maybe they pray a lot too but for a christian to really get deep into the word of god and to understand and let it sink into the heart mm-hmm. and there's where the beauty of everything happens and to let his truth pour out but that build a truth on but let that truth flow out the way the lord wants it to be done and yeah. yes plenty of great stories with angels too. (laughs) Awesome. Well, you know, what I want us to do now, (laughs) but share a story of how you have prayed in the circumstance with positional authority and absolutely seen a miraculous outcome. And I'll start with mine. So you have time to think about one. This has happened to me now three times. So I'm catching on faster, Michelle. When I have sort of technical frustrations, you know, related to the timing of something big, like the releasing of our podcast for the Spirit Life Workshop or launching a book, a new book or something, right? And this one particular day when we were launching something, it was big, people were registering and they were getting receipts, but we were not getting paid. (laughs) So we're like, oh no. So That was going on. So that's for one website. The second website was my personal bookstore website and their downloads they were buying weren't working. They couldn't get it. So I'm getting a slew of these questions about this is going wrong. That's going to, okay. So I finally, you know, I've got the, I've got this guy from Bangladesh on Fiverr. That is my technical person that helps me with such things. He created my bookstore website. 
and uh, he's trying to work on it and he's looking in the back door. This is how, this is with the clue that, that it was actually a spiritual warfare situation. She's looking at the back door and he goes, look, I'm going to show you it's working when I do it. It's not broken. It's broken, but it's not broken. Uh, this is false mm-hmm. evidence appearing real, right? And catching up to that mm. realization wow. Wow. That, hey, the guy from Bangladesh is not a customer. Whoa, wait a minute. I just realized something. This isn't really broken. It's appearing broken. It's not broken. So I confessed and repented my agreement that it was broken. I called out for Jesus to show me the truth. Yep, it's not broken. Okay, I'm agreeing with you. It's not broken. Boom, everything works without any other intervention, Michelle. Wow. Because <laughs> the enemy had to wow. flee when we figured out his, what he was doing. Wow. And wow. Just a little pest. Just yeah. trying to create trying to trying to create friction. Just like these um these uh technology things that happen to us sometimes trying to get through and speak to one another. Well that's that's awesome. And you just took your authority in Christ and just came in agreement with the Lord saying it's not uh supposed to be this way it's not broken and you released that into the atmosphere and everything began to work and yep told them they had no authority anymore because i figured it out and i was not agreeing right. with them anymore they lost their contract and so they could wow. not the enemy when the contracts are broken the enemy cannot keep going that's what i'm talking about in terms of realizing that the one in you is is bigger so do you have a story for us well, I just have so many. I, I actually have a very short one and a contrast one to show you two different examples and why both are, are valuable to hear right now. The first one was just a prayer with someone. We received prayer requests. And this young woman had a felt like she had a hook in her neck and she'd had migraine headaches. And through prayer, the Lord revealed by asking, there were some DNA altering things going on. The enemy had going on with her and the Lord showed us how to cast it out. Mm-hmm. And basically back to the angels, we had the angels handcuffed that entity and escort it to the feet of Jesus to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And so he can, he can decide, you know, some people pray, Oh, cast it in the sea. Well, maybe the sea's not where the Lord wants to put them. Maybe it needs to be a little more punishment than that, <laughs> but let yeah. the Lord decide. Yeah. And that woman has not had a migraine since then. Amen. And we've had two follow-up reports. So that was just going in to say, Lord, we don't know. Now on the other one, it's on a personal note. I have been in sorts, the woman with the issue of blood that's mentioned in the Bible. I don't know what her specific issue was, but for me, I had a pulmonary embolism over 20 years ago and deep vein thrombosis. I've had multiple procedures and surgeries, harsh medications, including Coumadin, which they say is like rat poison, Mm -hmm. and eventually was told this is as far as it goes with us because you just have leaky valves in your veins. And it's like if you want to think about a toilet, when you flush it and it won't completely close back up, that valve won't close Mm -hmm. and it continues to run. Right. That's how it was described to me. And so with that in mind for years, I just spoke life to my body and I knew that I just kept pressing for an answer. Even when I didn't know a prayer to pray, my desire, my heart, the Lord loves us to come and he will fulfill the desires of our heart. And one by one, the issue began to resolve. So I got off medication, but I still saw pooling in my lower leg. And so recently in a prayer partnership situation, the Lord revealed there was some entity trying to hold back some 
valves in my leg. And when we ask, well, why? Because, you know, I'm a follower of Christ. I love Jesus. I journal. I hear from mm-hmm. God. And the answer was that I had always allowed any medical procedure to be done on me without questioning or researching it. And mm-hmm. this, uh, this has been an area the Lord has really put dear in my heart is to research what is going on with your health and take charge of your health. Mm-hmm. And so I came out of agreement with that. We had the angel escort that thing away and I'm doing better, but I'm not completely healed. And the reason is, is the Lord had told me to join the gym and to hire a certain trainer there. Mm-hmm. And I was reluctant. I was afraid, you know, false fear. evidence appearing real. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And I sized up the trainer. Oh, he's going to get me, you know, <laughs> and it's been beautiful. But see, I'm doing things in the natural as well as to be more obedient to God's word. And I am feeling better and sensing better. And he's healed me in other ways. So I'm giving both examples because one had an instant result. Yeah. The other one involves continued walking it out, yep. growing faith in the natural as well as spiritual for recovery. Yeah. And the enemy always gets you where he got you. And if the Lord really wants to teach you a lesson, he will make the healing <laughs> mm-hmm. take longer so that you are continually needing to pass the test of, do I believe this is healed? And, you know, it is a test. It's always a test. Do you believe that God took care of it or not? And if you need to mm-hmm. learn that lesson, you know, I've had about 10 miraculous healings now in my body uh, from the Lord. And some of them were instantaneous mm-hmm. and some of them were journeys, but it's mm-hmm. whatever you need to learn. You've got to pay attention to the lesson of that and learn the lesson. But I want right. to, I want to repeat a couple things that both of us have been talking about. You need to identify the lie and break right. your agreement with it. That's, that's one of the most important things because enemies, the enemy has legitimate contracts. You allow, when you agree with the enemy, you basically open yourself up for him to mess with you. So, so if you're not in the word and in God's presence and you don't have the relationship to say, Hey, show me what's going on here. So I can agree with you. It's harder, isn't it, Michelle? Exactly. Exactly. Because I had no idea that I had been so complacent with, you know, well, yeah, everybody just go in and do whatever they say. You know, if someone is not trying to help you to get well and off of medication, then what is your definition of of sound medication? Um, The Lord has helped me get off of all of that. And I've been healed of thyroid, hypothyroid. I don't take any meds now for that. Mm -hmm. And so as you continue to walk, then the faith grows and then you can impart that and and encourage someone else. Hey, you can do this. (laughs) We've got to come out of agreement. Yeah, I have to tell a funny story real quick because uh, my doctor has seen all of my miracles, all of them. And he actually is really fascinated by the way I connect with God and and how and how Mm -hmm. all of that happens. Right. So in one of those circumstances, I got a bad lab and the lab said I was going to need surgery. And he said to me, now you better get the surgery. And I said, we'll see. And he goes, how come you sometimes listen to me and sometimes don't listen to me? And I said, with all due respect, I never listen to you. <laughs> I said, Aww. I listen to God. And sometimes he agrees with you. And sometimes it's unnecessary for me to agree with you. 
So I walked out and it was a situation of bleeding. It was a bleeding situation, just like the lady in the, in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I walked out of that office and the bleeding stopped. Like just because I had that conversation with him, the bleeding stopped. So I didn't get the surgery. So whatever months later, when I had my point, he goes, I have a bone to pick with you. Why didn't you get the surgery? He goes, you might think or know that you're healed, but I need to know. I'm a doctor. I need to have proof. You're going to have to take this out of, out of insurance test to prove it now. And it's going to be expensive. And I said, whatever, I don't need that, but you do. So I will. And then I took the test and it came back that I was fine. He was like, yep, yep, of course. You baffle me. He's like, you, wow. you completely baffle me. But um, it is so really about knowing him enough, knowing his voice enough, and knowing his promises enough that you can um, identify the lie and agree with the truth right away. And, you know, like for the great physician, for example, if you've been healed a few times by him, you, you know him well enough that you know to go to him first before you go to doctors, but it takes a while for people to make that adjustment, Yes, you know, and yes. it's, uh, you know, my, my mom was a great um, inspiration for me. She really did trust God with her healing and her body so easily and naturally that she was actually a hero to me in that regard, but she struggled to trust the Jehovah Jireh. I mean, the provider, just mm. that, that she mm. struggled to believe God for that. It's all about learning him in, in different aspects and surrendering one onion layer at a time of things. Is there anything you wanted to add to our conversation before we close out? As far as experiencing God, I my first experiences were real encounters with Jesus. And when I was told that you need to write this down, I was a bit reluctant with that because I thought that maybe I would disconnect from Jesus as I was writing. And so I was putting God in a box. And being part of Communion with God, Christian Leadership University team, it, I began to grow in that. But it wasn't really until our Spirit Life Circle time that we, as you know, in Spirit Life Circles, we take a brief amount of time to journal and then come back together and share what the Lord was saying. Mm -hmm. And I just have been so blessed by hearing everyone else's journaling and know what value it is. But what the Lord did with me to also convert me was last November, he prompted me to type out my 2019 journals. So this took me a couple of weeks and it didn't take long before I realized there was a to-do list forming that the Lord had given me special assignments and things to do that I had not done. Mm. And his grace was so beautiful because he didn't thrash me about it. He had blessed me to tell me to go back and transcribe those. And then boom, the conviction came. And so he gave me a second chance and that to-do list got finished. But I just um, absolutely know that the journaling is so important because my brain can't hold all that God wants to give me. And it needs to be recorded and it needs to be there also for our posterity, for our children. In my case, I blog what the Lord releases out of that for me to share. Yeah. It, and you know what? I, I It reminds me of a story where somebody said, hey, will you give me a copy of that encounter experience you had where you saw David write a psalm? And I'm like, I saw David write a... I forgot, Michelle. <laughs> I forgot that kind of encounter. Can you believe it? But thank God I did have it written in my yes. journal and I was able to remember that. And the Lord actually pulled that out and put it in one of my books. So... Yeah, it's yes. very, very important to write it down. And a lot of people resist that part of it. 
and it's a real blessing. And Mm -hmm. it is a record of your answered prayers. It's a record of reminders of when he's asking you to do or say certain things too. And yeah, delayed Mm -hmm. obedience is disobedience. So learning how to obey quickly is a really great idea for people to stay on track with what God's trying to do through them and for them. Great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for the Spirit Life Circle reference too. We appreciate that. We'll have a link below about that as well. So anything else, Michelle? No, I just would like to encourage the audience, whatever stage you feel that you're in, Mine began with a book that was laying outside my mother's room after I had just asked God to teach me to pray. Lord, please teach me to pray. And it, and it just transformed my life. It was from Evelyn Christensen, What Happens When Women Pray. And it grew from there. If a tree grows overnight, you know, how does that really work? The Lord grows us in the timing and the presence. That, and just as you have said, Patty, and you've encouraged me before, is the scripture in Zechariah to not despise the small beginnings. Mm-hmm. Everything matters. I, I've been as a co-leader in a group with ministers in Africa. And when we journaled, all I got was yellow flower. And I'm like, really, Lord, I'm helping lead this group and I get yellow flower. But as we got back together, there were two people dressed in brilliant yellow. And the Lord wanted then gave me a word for them to don't despise the small beginnings. Whatever he asked you to write down, it may not sound like this guy's two paragraphs he just read, but God is speaking to you. And so just allow him to use you and work with you and surrender. And um, you'll have a magnificent time. Amen. That is so true. That is one of the things that's the biggest blessings, hearing God speak through other people and it blesses you too and encourages you. It's so awesome. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. And we will encourage people to check out your new book and your ministry. And we just praise God for you as a mentor. And also you are going to be one of our presenters at the Breakthrough Spirit Life Workshop. So which probably is happening right at the time of this airing. But we thank you and we we just are so appreciative of the time that you spent with us today. We will have our encounter right after this little segment. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him.
After spending a few minutes posturing your heart with the Lord and playing with him in the special place, ask him to show you how to pray. Have him show you in what ways you could be praying differently, more powerfully than you do right now. And then obey any steps he asks you to take to take care of your prayer need. Take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. Well, I hope today you were able to add some key strategies of how to pray more offensively and with less fear of the enemy. I pray that the Lord would add to your life an additional level of boldness and awareness of how to cooperate with his will and his way in your life. In Jesus' name. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you. In Jesus' name.